Hey, welcome to this episode of One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. I'm the director of Neptune Warrior. I also run a little side hustle called scubarob.com. And that's mainly where I like to post a lot of my own personal thoughts and feelings about things that may or may not be vet-related. And I also run a program both inside Neptune Warrior and outside Neptune Warrior called Aquatic Awakening. I just had a fabulous weekend learning more about ways to stay in shape as divers. Now, I know that everybody thought that this was going to be the podcast where we talked about our trip to Bonaire. And I want to get Brooks on here, and I want to get some of the other divers that went on that trip. But it's because of aquatic fitness and other fitness regiments that I use that keeps me a better diver. I believe in grinding. I believe in if you're going to be passionate about something or if you're going to have an interest in something, be fanatical about it. And for me, that's diving. So in diving, I want to stay healthy. I want to be fit. I want to make sure that I'm in tune with my gear. I want to research the place I'm going to go to. I do a lot of practice dives. Brooks and I have a trip coming up to uh, up in March where we're going to a silo. I'm doing a fitness regiment around the things that I'm going to need to do on that dive just to get to the dive site. But with Bonaire, I knew that there were going to be certain challenges around maintaining good balance because of the shore entries that were there, because of lifting tanks in and out of the trucks, of making sure that I was able to help other divers. So all these different things, and then just wanting to enjoy the dive, being in great shape, sound body, mind, and spirit to get ready for that trip. Aquatic fitness is one of the ways that I did that. And aquatic fitness is one of the avenues that I'm opening up for veterans. Now, I already teach a course as an instructor on dive fitness, where I incorporate a lot of stretching, and mobility-type exercises in the underwater environment. I think it's good for mindfulness. I think it's good for somatic breathing techniques. But what I'm doing now is I'm really wanting to open up the space for our veterans that whether they're divers or not is a comfortable place for them to be a part of. The reason why I put it like that is I've been to some aquatic courses that I might be the only guy in there or the other guy that's in there may be like 20 years older than me. Or when I go to a course, it may be people who are not in my demographic. It might be either super fit, super thin females that are in that environment. I just feel kind of weird being the only guy in that. And I know that's on me. It's not on someone else. Or I might be the oldest guy in the class, or in some cases, I might be the only guy in the class. I may not like the music. I don't really want a Zumba in shallow water. That's just not me. And I know that there's a space for that. And I got to tell you, I, 
I have a huge respect for the instructors that teach that stuff. There's a lot to know, and I met a lot of fascinating instructors this last weekend. But I want a space where, as a 58-year-old male, can feel comfortable in that environment and can feel athletic in that environment. I want a, a space where, as a veteran, that I can feel comfortable in that environment. And I want to create that kind of a space for veterans. I may not like dance music. I may not like 80s music that's been redone. And again, great stuff. And I love the instructors that are doing that. And I don't mind going to those classes all the time. But I want a space for me. And that's the same thing I did when I when I founded Neptune back in 2016. I wanted a space that was for other people that were like me. So all day Friday and all day Saturday, I spent time at the Napa Rec Center. Melissa, who's from Embody Pilates Yoga and Fitness, is a fantastic instructor. In fact, if you want to reach out to her, her email is embodyboise at gmail.com. Check out some of the things that she's got going on. Really, really cool stuff. But this was just another part of my journey, and I learned so much. I learned so much from the other instructors. I learned a lot from Melissa. We spent three hours in the pool on Friday, three hours of the pool on Saturday. So 90 minutes in the morning, 90 minutes in the afternoon, doing these workouts, doing these water aerobic workouts, doing strengthening, doing deep water fit. We were using different types of tools, noodles, and drag buckets and gloves. And when I say fins, it's not the fins like we use in diving. It's actually, think of an think of something that wraps around your ankle and has fins protruding out from your ankle. So all these different types of tools, all these different types of techniques, really in-depth class. I was furiously typing on my on my laptop and taking pictures of all the, the PowerPoint slides that she had. Really, really great information. This is just part of my journey to get certified under AEA to be a water aerobics instructor. And it pushed me. I'm a fit guy. I swim a lot. I dive a lot. I do a lot of land workouts with weights and cardio and things like that. So, you know, it's not like it's not like I'm a slouch in the water. I'm a, I feel like I'm a, a fairly fit guy. And it pushed me, but it also pushed me mentally. And not just the learning aspect, but man, I got a lot of really cool ideas walking out of that workshop on Saturday. The entire time they were teaching things, it gave me new ideas. And and it even cemented other things I've been doing in the water. If you've ever been to some of my BC workouts where you use your BC as resistance in the water or your wing, whichever you're diving, if you're diving a wing or, or a BC, or some of the fins wor- fin workouts that we do with diving fins, or if you've been to any of the scuba hockey, or if you've been to the somatic breathing sessions, it really cemented a lot of the work I've been doing in those areas. 
And man, this is just going to open up the horizons even more. I remember before I went to dive school, and you guys have heard the story of how I kind of uh, wandered my way in, slid into a slot there. Um, if it wasn't for the workouts, the pull workouts I've been doing with the combat controllers at Dias and having someone else in my life that was big into water aerobics and actually taught water aerobics, there's no way I would have been in shape for that. When we look at water, and you know I have this love affair with water, whether it's in the boat, whether it's diving, swimming, whatever. There's that connection. In 1930, a marine biologist, Alistair Hardy, was one of the first people to theorize that our ancestors were more aquatic than what we had previously imagined. I'm not here to talk about theories about evolution. I'm not here to challenge faith or anything like that. I'm just pointing out that there's this guy that theorized that we came from the water. And if and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of ways that we are drawn to the water. We feel you know there there are those of us who feel very at home on you know in the water. As I was growing up, water was my way to equalize myself or actually be more than equal than a lot of my peers. The jocks hanging out on the beach. The friend that tried to drown me all the time. Water was that place that I could I could thrive in. And whether it was in swimming as recreation, swimming as competition, water skiing, fishing, whatever it was, I was drawn to the water. So for me, water workouts make a lot more sense. Because I've hit that age, I don't want to go into a gym anymore. It's all young studs and studettes. If you find yourself looking too long in the wrong direction, there's somebody with a cell phone that wants to perpetuate a situation that you're gawking at somebody. You know, you don't dare look at somebody else working out, whether they're male or female, because they think that you're coming on to them or that you're some kind of a stalker. And then you have to move around the weight sets and everything else like that because, you know, everybody's making their own little influencer videos while they're in the gym or setting it up where they are the victim of some type of offense that someone else has committed. So I don't want to deal with that stuff. So again, I go back to the water because the water is an equalizer. Water gives you a really good cardiovascular workout, whether you're swimming or if you're doing aquatic workouts, aerobics, water aerobics. If you want to do Zumba, that's great. It gives you a good cardio, cardiovascular workout. What I noticed is that all the workouts this last week, and I've been doing water aerobics for a long time. I don't know why I didn't notice this until 
it was pointed out in an a instructor trainer course, but it increases that it, it increases your pulse and it increases your breathing rate. And it does it in a very gentle way. Now, so I knew that it increased it, but the way it gently increases it. You know, as soon as you hit the water, there's there's an effect of water on your heart, on your body temperature, on your blood pressure. As soon as you enter the water, that changes. It also helps to strengthen and tone muscles. You're pushing against water. And something else I learned is that as we're working out in the water, you know, if you're doing something that's called a windshield wiper, which is basically drawing your hands from both, you know, both hands and arms from the far left-hand side of your body, sweeping across your the, the middle part of your body to the, the far right-hand side. And then as you sweep back, not only do you have the force of the water, but now you have the force of the water that you pushed to the other side. So you're creating your other force. Or you're, or you're creating more force in it. And then if you have other people working out around you, you're impacted by the way they are forcing water. If you happen to be in the deep end, now you're using core muscles to try to keep yourself upright and balanced. But it strengthens and tones those muscles and works those muscle groups, works the opposing muscle groups that you work in each movement as you push and pull against that water, as you push water across and as you pull it back. I found a new exercise I really love doing. And I think one of the, one of the instructors called it frantic hands. And it's basically where you are using your hands and scooping and pulling water towards you. As a matter of fact, one of the exercises we did was we took our barbells, our styrofoam barbells. Those, when you use them, they provide an upward force. So that means that you have to use muscles to keep them down. But if you just let them float on the water in front of you and use your frantic hands, you can actually pull and push those barbells away from you as they're floating on the water. It's, it's crazy. It's one of my funnest. It's one of the, the most fun exercises I did, and it will get your it'll get your heartbeat up. It gets you breathing. I have horrible flexibility, and and that's if I get hurt on a dive site, it's because of flexibility. And so one of the things I've had to work to do, and this goes all the way back to when I ran cross country in high school. I've always had really bad flexibility. But what I'm finding is that in the water, it's actually improving my flexibility. And what that's doing for me is it's actually reducing that risk of muscle injuries or joint injuries because I'm consistently working on flexibility. Balance has been another one. I asked the question in class, and I felt like an idiot as soon as I asked it. But as we age, I didn't realize this, but as we age, we actually begin to lose balance. And there's a lot of different issues around it. It's vestibular. It's muscle tone. So it's, you know, one of the things I love about water aerobics is it is neuromuscular. And I think that the phrase was used, 
brain to body, body to water. And that, that made so much sense to me. But as I've aged, I know that I spent, you know, that, that I, I could be losing balance. Now I spend a lot of time on a balance board. I still do things like when I put my shoes on, I'll stand on one foot as I, as I put shoes on, you know, not sitting down and that all increases balance. But in the, in the aquatic world, you're either standing in shallow water and trying to balance yourself on one foot. As a matter of fact, I found another fun exercise that I have immediately started incorporating into my own workouts, and that is that you take a pool noodle, and you place it on the bottom of the pool in shallow water, and you stand on it. And then there's different exercises you can do, like taking a foot off of it, and placing it back on, and then doing the same with the opposite foot, moving back and forth. Or you can use the upward, the uh, when the pool noodle, you know, the pool noodle wants to float, so it's got that upward force, and you can use your foot or tuck the noodle behind your knee and push down. Uh, you can in the in the deep end, you can do. Uh, work on balancing, which works the core, works with your sense of balance by taking that noodle and having it underneath your feet. So all those were just fun exercises, and, and, and it's crazy because there are some of these things I've done in my own pool, just fooling around. I do pool workouts. You know, one of the things I use for use my pool for is I do pool workouts or create pool workouts in there for my divers or when they come over for aquatic awakening. We'll do. You know, we'll do some very similar exercises, but man, I learned a lot of really cool things about, you know, balance exercises and, you know, using the muscles and, and things like that. I also found myself pretty invigorated afterwards. I have a pretty stressful job. I love my job, what I do during the day, but between working the hours with that, between the hours of trying to study for my captain's license, doing the things with Neptune, doing the things for this podcast, doing things with my students, trying to create online learning. It's all good stress, but it's still stress. I found myself walking out on Friday feeling like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders because we finished class with a 90-minute workout. I just had this tremendous sense of well-being. There are just so many different reasons why this is perfect for divers. I mean, there, there's there's something for everyone. You know, you can do the deep end, high intensity workouts, the hip workouts. You can do uh, more tai chi type stuff. We you know we learned about using using tai chi type movements. I just find that when I if I start out my day with a, with a swim workout, then there's just the, the day just goes the day just goes so much better. I no longer have to worry about the fact or feeling guilty that I don't run anymore because it's easy on my joints. I've got arthritis in the back. I've got arthritis in the shoulders and in the elbows. So we already know that swimming 
has long been known for as one of the best exercise options. All we're doing now is we're just adding a little bit of intensity to it and a little bit of novelty to it. For those folks who are obese, when you've got excess weight on your joints, it makes them stiff, it makes them sore, but the buoyancy of the water makes those workouts a much better option for people who are overweight and that are obese. I've got a couple of divers who have reduced mobility. So this is going to be uh, an excellent avenue for people who are impacted by lack of mobility. Also for people who've got multiple sclerosis, cerebral palsy, any kind of dystrophy. It's opportunities to strengthen out our lungs. It burns calories. It builds muscles. The biggest thing was keeping the mind sharp. One of the things that, that they talked about this weekend, one of the other instructors calls it uh, brain candy. So let's say you're doing a jumping jack, right? Uh, we all know, I hope we all know what a jumping jack is. Military, side straddle hop. As you hop, your feet go out about shoulder width apart. Your arms come up over your head. And then when you close, your ankles come together, your hands come back down to your side. We learned about doing T-jacks, which is you only bring the arms up to your side as you expand your, or as you move your, uh, your ankles apart to shoulder width apart. But what if we take that and we do that opposite? And it's total a mind blow for those of us who've been in the military. Because what you do that now is on the first count, you basically move your arms up shoulder height, outstretched shoulder height, and your feet are still ankle to ankle. And then on two, you, you adduct and bring the hands back together as your feet and ankles go back out to shoulder width. The neural pathway for so long has been in a jumping jack. It took me time to figure that out. I mean, I literally had to go very, very slow at about half speed or even, even slower than half speed just to try to figure it out. So it's great brain candy. And there's a lot of exercises that they showed and with the variations and the changes between what happens with the upper body and the lower body becomes brain candy. You have to figure it out. You have to get your muscles to do something different. That is just like what we have to do in diving sometimes. You know, in diving, we have to have muscle coordination to get our bodies to do, to, to do something different. As you're learning frog kick or if you want to get to where you're really good at turning on a dime uh, with frog kick or, or you know, getting your body into different positions. It's all really good brain candy. And that continues to support healthy aging, no matter if you're 16 or if you're 60. It, it helps that aging. It helps that mental health. One of the things I've been doing lately is doing water walking and water jogging in the shallow end. But combined with diet, combined with some weightlifting that I'm doing, it has been a great option. Now, if you're just getting started, if you haven't done water aerobics before, start small. Whether that's lap swimming, whether it's jogging in shallow water, whether it is water aerobics, start small. 
you're going to be you're going to be blown away by just how difficult it really is. Even for divers, getting into water aerobics can be a little more difficult. And and you may have to start out only ten minutes at a time and take a break. And I got to tell you, the people who want run water aerobics courses, they're totally cool with that. There's not there's not a lot of, of ego. If if you're in the deep end, well, or even the shallow end, and you find that you're just getting exhausted. Maybe you work on just the upper body part of the of the exercise. I do water aerobics not just at the pool. I use the lake, I use the river, I use Quinn's Pond. All those are great places for water workouts. In fact, I've been taking a hip belt. Uh, last year, I was taking a hip belt, putting that on. And because I missed jogging, I missed long-distance running, I've been throwing a hip belt on and doing jogs in Quinn's Pond. It takes me forever. I'm worn out. But man, it's a great workout. And it brings back some of what I used to have in jogging. The one last thing I'll tell you is just a word of caution. If it's hurting, stop. Get checked out by a doctor. Make sure you're talking to your healthcare provider. And you really want to do that before you start anything. But as divers, we should have already had those checkups. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, or you know you got it because you're a dive master a long time ago, or you got your initial checkup because you're just getting into diving, not a bad idea to A, Checking with your healthcare provider. Number two, for anyone who is doing consistent diving, and especially within the professional ranks of dive master and instructor, get a good ENT. I recognize that most water workouts are not facing the water when we talk about water aerobics, you know, unless we're talking about swimming laps, but you can still get ear issues even if you're not submerging or diving down. All right, that is all I've got for this episode. Super pumped about this one. Uh, as, as far as the activity that took, you know, took place, I'm super pumped about getting my, my instructor finished out. Had a great group of ladies that I worked with. And I say ladies because I think, well, actually Tim from the YMCA, the uh, downtown YMCA was there. But other than that, I was the only guy in the class Worked with a fantastic group of ladies. They were super understanding, very, uh, very understanding of, of the things that I was talking about and the ideas that I had. Uh, and to Melissa, you are a fantastic instructor. So if you're listening to this, I, I hope that you get a chance to hear that. All right, that's all I've got for this episode. Make sure you check out the stuff I'm doing on Instagram. By the way, I did change my Instagram page to reflect what I'm doing on this podcast. It's called One Dive at a Time. And there's little periods in there as you go. So one dot. Uh, dive dot at dot a dot time. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got for this episode. I am going to talk about Bonaire later on and uh, some other things that are coming up. All right. Well, you know it. As long as you've got air, you are all. Okay.